0: What is up, everyone? And welcome to the What You Got podcast, where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. After our last episode on Luca, we kind of started going down one particular road, and I think that ultimately led us to this subject matter for today. And that relates to streaming, specifically movies that are going straight to streaming and skipping out on theaters lot of thoughts especially from some movie lovers and so bud i am (laughs) very very curious for this one because i feel like this is partially going to be like ranting after so long (laughs) but you know we're going to share some insights as well so i'll kick it off to you man uh what you got
1: well palmer i think the main thing is that i'm not really a big fan of this uh movies going straight to streaming, you know, like listen, I understand I can understand the necessity of it, like and how it was convenient during an age or an era of COVID. Um and but like I don't know, I, I just it was great for that sense. Like going like yeah, movies weren't especially before vaccines were widely available. It was mm-hmm. not really a thing you could go and do. It wasn't a thing people felt comfortable in doing is like going to a movie theater I don't even think even in New York City, uh, movie theaters were even open during the pandemic. Mm. I don't know about if they yeah. were in uh, Maryland. Um, no,
0: no, they were not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like it took a while for movie theaters to kind of even reopen again. So it was convenient to have like something like uh, *Ran the Last Dragon, which mm-hmm. was available both in theaters and on streaming platforms to be able to go see that movie just on my Disney Plus account. I can understand the benefits during the, uh, the pandemic, but what we're seeing now, Palmer, is that yes. this is like, it's not, uh, it, it, it's turning into the norm, and I don't mm-hmm. know how much I particularly like that. Look, like, Luca, for example, was mm-hmm. just, it's not even a movie that's in theaters, it just went straight to streaming.
0: Yes. Which yes, actually, I think,
1: disqualifies it for the Academy Awards, Ooh! now that I think about it um You're
0: not wrong because Do you think maybe they did that like you know like the little cheap little we'll have like you know one showing in la one in new york and oh then yeah it could have done boxes. that like quote unquote. yeah the little, but uh... yeah eh,
1: who knows we'll <laughs> see what happens it also it could be waived this year for the uh, oscars because of uh, the percent. pandemic but like still though like is this going to be the norm it's just like i don't really like that uh i don't like that like dune for example a movie mm-hmm. I'm highly anticipating it. I yeah, love talk the book. about
0: every single body. <laughs> yeah, every
1: every nice. time, and then, but um, that's coming out in October. But it is also simultaneously coming out in theaters and on HBO Max. And I just I look at that and I'm like, that's just heartbreaking because for me, as somebody who likes going to the movies, I'm like, I gotta be, I gotta see Dune in IMAX. Like there's mm-hmm. absolutely no way I would not see that in IMAX, but I feel bad for the people who would choose to see that on HBO Max, and I don't like that, that the option's there. And I think this is setting up a weird precedent, but like let me I wanna know I wanna pass the question off to you. Like what what are your thoughts on this?
0: No, that's actually super interesting, and just kind of continuing down the uh the road with Dune. I mean, you know there's people who don't necessarily know what it's all about, who would have otherwise seen it in theaters, like, oh, that looks interesting, I'll do But now they have HBO, Mm -hmm. uh, just as, like, the streaming HBO Max, and they're going to say, you know what? Like, shoot, let's just check it out like this. Mm -hmm. And so I know that uh, director Denis Villeneuve was saying that, you know, unfortunately, when they're streaming, in addition to a theatrical release, those who stream it, you know, don't get the full experience. And especially as yeah, a director, like, their vision is mm-hmm. specifically catered towards the theatrical release. So mm-hmm. it is interesting. I'm thinking about during the pandemic time. I so I watched a couple of movies. I know there were some like like Mulan. I didn't see mm-hmm. uh, Ray and the Last Dragon. I didn't see. I did watch Onward when it came back out. <laughs> I, I know we saw it in theaters, but had to, had to watch it again with the fam. Um, but yeah, no. So it and it's. I don't feel like I really used streaming as much like to it didn't supplement the place that going mm-hmm. to movie theaters has for me. it was just like all right we'll just do this for now and hold out until we can actually get back in theaters so but, it was but really so just like the bookmark. oscar
1: movies started like interrupt but for the oscar movies you watched all those on uh, streaming right like how how was that versus like being able to see those in theaters
0: let's talk about that for a second yeah. all right cuz when you stream and it's like oscar season that stuff is expensive man yeah it was more it was basically more to stream it than it was to actually go and see it in theaters it was like 20 bucks i was like are you kidding man i'm always one person just watching <laughs> it normally be maybe like 13 on a matinee mm. maybe 16 mm. i was like "Dang, i'm getting just shot up in the pocket right? Goodness, crazy. <laughs> i know yeah just, just rob rob me here rob me there <laughs> so i enjoyed the films but at the same time i was like well shoot i hope i enjoy them i'm paying all this money for it so mm. uh that was, that was kind of... That was different. I know that Disney's doing... What is it? Disney Plus Access or something or another, in which it's basically yeah. streaming, but you have uh, to pay in order to watch. That's actually how they kicked out Mulan uh, initially before they now... So they, they did the uh, Raya and
1: the Last Dragon. You had to, like... You had to pay, like, 30 bucks to get, oh like... Gosh. Yeah, it was 30 bucks to pay to see uh, the movie uh, streamed, and then, like, after a while, it became, like without that charge, essentially. I think is, it, that, is it available now? Yeah, like, it's available now. It? You can watch it now. Because oh, it's, okay. it's August. That movie came out in, like, March. Also, sorry, sorry, there's a slight echo on... I think it's coming from your computer or something. Oh, boy, is it? I I, I was hearing myself. <laughs> oh, I think okay. we're good now. I think we're good. I don't hear it anymore. Perfect, Anyways, perfect. Uh, sorry for that interruption. Um, <laughs> you're good. But... Uh yeah, I think I don't know if Disney's gonna continue that model, but that's like another interesting model because that's not even like um like that's more expensive than I think going to the movies, right? Like thirty bucks. Yes. Like
0: 30. maybe
1: that's more expensive. Goodness gracious, maybe not like in a New York. Report. I feel like a movie ticket in New York is maybe like 16 dollars. I don't know. For like one person. But then you buy like some people buy like water, popcorn, whatever. <laughs> That that definitely adds up. It's like a day at the movies. But that's more of an experience than sitting Mm -hmm. on your TV on a couch at home. $30 to do that. That's kind of ridiculous.
0: I could go down to the barber shop, pay like $2 for a bootleg. Mm -hmm. I'm kidding. But some people do. They bootleg these things and they Mm -hmm. keep it moving. So there is a black market for that. I was going to say, all right, so when you pay the $30, because I'm not too sure, do you own it? Like, is that yours? No, it just allows you to stream the movie early. I'm sorry. I'm dropping thirty dollars just to see this thing, as if I would in the theaters, and then. But with on like
1: great. a not nearly as nice screen, not nearly as nice experience, because you're not getting the same like audio, mm. like you know, or the big screen. It's just on your te- yep. local television. Like it could be on your freaking computer right now. it's Which actually you how I watched, want to watch. Uh, yeah, like is that how you want to watch? <laughs> Is and that, no, I, I think I would have I would have
0: loved to see that actually in theaters there. And I'm curious, what do you think it is that makes just the theatrical experience so different from the home experience?
1: I know, to me, it's just, it's like, I don't know, it, at home, you're usually, you watch it on like a laptop, and like, you don't have the same speakers. It's not, like, for, for me, sitting in a theater, it's kind of like much more immersive. Like, the screen is the size of a building,
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: like you're in a dark room um, and you're sitting in a nice comfy chair. Everything is kind of like all the distractions are gone because, you know, it's it's polite to not be on your phone. Although those damn movie goers who do like I'm just going to public service announcement. You are what's wrong with the world. All right. Anyone who sits on their phone during a movie theater or doesn't silence your phone during a movie theater. You are what's wrong with society. Anyways, back to my point. Um, <laughs> like I said, there's gonna be some ranting. There's here. There's gonna be some ranting here. But if you, but like also you get the sound quality, like the surround sound speakers. It's like you don't get that anywhere at home. Even if you have surround sound, the quality of the speakers in the movie theater is just so much better. And like you really? also have like the IMAX screens sometimes, and those are just yes incredible, absolutely incredible. Like special cameras are used to shoot movies in IMAX. So which I learned recently don't record audio, so oh wow, um, yeah, but it's a good fun fact because they're so freaking loud or something I don't know, but um you can't record audio with them rather, but um I don't know what the deal is i had to honestly look that up a little bit more, but yeah that's my that was, I learned that the other day, but um yeah I, I and I don't know that's just to me it's just a much more fulfilling experience I can't. Speak for everyone. I think there are some people out there who don't really care for it, but I think if you're a big, like, cinephile like we are, I think (laughs) we would always value a movie theater experience over the at home experience if we had the option. But I want to ask you, like, what makes the movie theater experience so great to you? I mean,
0: I think kind of to echo what you just said, it's like the submersiveness of it. So, a couple of years, I Set, started setting rules for myself when it came to watching movies mm-hmm. like I, I'll definitely never check my phone but I don't even try to check like the time yeah but I just yeah. want to like you don't want to like sometimes when you check it and it's like oh I'm watching it for this long
1: distractions
0: yeah absolutely and then I don't even care like bathroom before we do not pause the movie we yeah. keep it moving because mm-hmm. it just throws off the rhythm and sometimes especially like when you consider that this is you know somebody spent time just bringing all this together and they yeah. really want to have it show us a certain way. You don't want to interrupt that. I've I've
1: never, I've never liked pausing and it's, it's unfortunately inevitable when you're at home with watching with people. It's just, Mm. it's inevitable that you're going to have to pause it. But like, to me, it's just like that ruins flow. Um, like there, there is, and that's what great. That's what's great about movie theaters is that no one's pausing it. You have to go to the bathroom. That's your fault, <laughs> in a sense, for not anticipating going to the bathroom before the movie starts. Like I always try to do that. I always try to go to the movie, yep. to the bathroom before the movie starts. It doesn't always land, you know. Can't always control it, but things nope. happen. Um, but I, I've done it like ninety-five percent of the time. I I usually don't have to go to the bathroom during a movie. It's, a a, um, it's because I want the full like yeah I want to see what the vision was I want to see like mm-hmm. you know if you pause it like you're kind of like losing whatever momentum in the storytelling that was being pro or whatever the music because you know there's so many elements to filmmaking you know there's you got the audio the visual the acting you know uh, the score you know, the, the colors yeah, it's just definitely so many and you don't want that flow interrupted and at home away from a theater, you have those distractions because it's a lot more of a casual demeanor. You know, people are going to be on their phones when they're watching the movie. People are going Mm -hmm. to just get up, move in and out of the room, going like maybe you had food in the other room and you're just going to grab it, put it back, get water. Hey, can you pause the movie? I'm going to go use the bathroom. It's just like, it's a lesser experience. Definitely.
0: And I think it's honestly like it's the purpose. So like when you mm-hmm. go to the movie there, you're specifically going there to watch a movie. But when you're at home, you're just like also living too. And other people mm-hmm. are living in the space. So they're not committed to the movie. They're just mm-hmm. out there doing their own thing. So it makes it so much harder to immerse yourself. And I just say <laughs> going back, I'm not going to lie. I hate when you're, you know, you're watching a long movie mm-hmm. and you're five minutes in and you're like, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, that is the now.
1: biggest heartbreaker of all time. Dude. <laughs> it is like do
0: it now before it really starts to go. Yeah, or to something. Oh man, I always
1: just say I'm gonna just do it now. It's five minutes in. I don't care. Like, I'll, like you know. But I, I know for like the movie Dune, like I will, like I almost have to. I don't even know like. You have to just make sure you just don't pee for that.
0: <laughs> just don't drink water that just day. Don't just don't drink like... water that day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or like don't
1: don't hydrate yourself so much where you're peeing every forty five minutes or something. Yep.
0: Um And you got to be careful with that too because you're gonna be like, oh, I can I can handle this. I'm like an hour I out. Was, I can just chuck a good bottle this. and be good.
1: No, yeah. nope. nope. Not how it works? Nope. It's not how oh, it man. works. Unfortunately. No, that's.
0: Yeah, the movie watching experience, that is something very special to 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 me. And I know to you as well there. And um, so I'm actually curious with now with the kind of concomitant release of uh, films, both in theaters and through streaming, uh, what do you think the effect is on those internally? I think we already have a little bit of knowledge based on um, Scarlett Johansson's most um, recent lawsuits with Mm -hmm. Disney.
1: I think it's going to be an issue because, like, you know, a lot of these actors and, you know, directors, like, uh, they get, because of their union, they're unionized, they get a big, much bigger portions of, like, box office sales, right? Um, so, like, Scarlett Johansson's contract, basically, was like, well, I, my salary... Is based off of how much it How well it does at the box office And it was supposed to be an exclusive Theatrical release mm-hmm. and it wasn't And You know that's why She's like suing them she's like well I'm losing out On a lot of money you know because I don't get any uh, uh You know Royalties from it mm-hmm. Streaming on Disney Plus and like I can understand like oh it's just a simple Contract amendment but it's already causing like issues within the professional side of the industry. So absolutely.
0: I wonder if they're going to try and a either, I feel like streaming's here to stay. So I wouldn't say cut streaming, but will they try to find a means of, you know, some calculation of attribution so they can say, Oh, we had this many streams. So you get this kind of cut based mm-hmm. off of that. Or will they just continue to say, sorry, that's, that's us. That's mm-hmm. not you. Cause that's such an, it's such a toss up. I mean, for yeah. the, consumers people who might not have necessarily been able to go and bring like who have like huge families who don't usually go to the the movies Mm -hmm. like that's great for them but then it's also bad for people who are just trying to you know experience it and it's also bad for the actors because kind of trying to make money Mm -hmm. and uh make a living how does even
1: like streaming like opening weekend sales kind of work because unless you do like a disney plus model where you have to like pay kind of a premium to see the movie which i don't even know if they have to do like i don't know is black widow like that like, I have no idea if that. you have to pay a premium to go see it on Disney Plus or you can just watch it because you have Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, how does it work? Because if you could just watch it for free because I have Disney Plus, then, like, I feel like you're making less on your, basically, your investment on a streaming platform versus something in the box office. Because Dude. Disney Plus is, like, 6 bucks a month or something if you get like a certain deal whereas so if I'm paying six bucks a month to get all this content on Disney Plus and I just happen to watch Black Widow this past weekend for free for a monthly subscription and I already have versus like paying 30 bucks at the box office like I don't get it how do you attribute any type of like box office sales
0: to the actors and actresses Charlie I have been trying to figure out how this is like financially feasible for the longest. (laughs) Well, I don't think Netflix
1: has made a dime. Like, I don't, I don't think they've. I think they've been in the red since the
0: inception of their company. They just get people to constantly invest. I think you're right, and it's. I mean, because I guess right now all the really, it's just a race in terms of getting subscribers and whatnot, so that Mm -hmm. you can eventually start making money. But in the meantime, you're not making money. Yeah. So uh, that's. Not so good there. <laughs> I know.
1: And like, I can understand from like the the production house, like Disney, that the like, uh, I can understand from their perspective that they kind of see this as a win win. But like, I'm really curious. Like, I, I guess they, I, if it wasn't a win for them to release it both on their streaming platform and uh, their movie, like in the theaters, like, they wouldn't do it. Like Mm -hmm. to them, they're probably thinking, "Well, we can maybe get a cheaper option to see Black Widow by having people simply just sign up for Disney Plus rather than going to the movies, especially during COVID times," and um, and that's probably like a win to them, you know. Like Mm -hmm. they don't care if people see the movie. I'm sure they do partially care because you know they want to make more of those kinds of movies, but they probably don't actually care if people see it. They care if people
0: sign up for Disney Plus. Hmm. I was also just thinking like about, cause I'm a, I'm a Panera loyalty uh, uh-huh. member and mind you listeners, we're not being sponsored by Panera. Um, but <laughs> so I always was like, why would they give me just free things when I come in frequently? And then eventually I realized, Oh, well, I'm in part kind of going in so I can check the box so I can get close to a free thing. So I guess thinking about it, you know, how much money are you really spending on Disney related content Mhm monthly without disney play like would you have spent anything so maybe they're just seeing this as like a win if everybody's paying six dollars for content they may or may not have like you know explored or actually paid for Mm -hmm. maybe disney's coming out on top um in terms of just the the finances there so maybe that's what the goal is i don't know but like i'm really curious like how
1: many other um movies are gonna do this because we know like obviously dune's gonna do this but like Mm -hmm. how many other like is Netflix gonna just continuously do this now from now on? Because you know Netflix started producing movies where we're going in theaters because they wanted to kind of be in the Oscar table, um, and then they would eventually bring it to their streaming platform. I think, or maybe maybe Netflix pioneered this strategy where it was both in theaters and on. I think actually that's what they did. I'm pretty sure it was both. It, it was simultaneous, but nobody really. Kind of paid attention to it because they're like, well, Netflix started off as a streaming platform mm-hmm. and they had their own original movies and then they started putting things in theaters because they wanted to be eligible for the Oscars. Um, was Roma the film that like kicked
0: all of that off? I'm trying to remember. I think
1: so. Yeah. Roma was wow. a, like a movie theater and like a theatrical and like streaming uh, service movie. To
0: this day, I have not seen that film actually. Yeah, neither have I. <laughs> it's a classic. I love funny. I always love how Netflix is like critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if there's 10 movies, then five of them are Netflix. I'm like, heck yeah, y'all you, you all represent yourself. There you go. Yep. Listen, we're critically acclaimed. We're critically here. acclaimed. Yeah. Um, But yeah, dude, like it's so fascinating, that especially around award season, because now you're starting to see these streaming kind of based companies breaking into that. And it's like, is that going to be kind of the future? Like, is it going to be almost, we're going to see the kind of a reverse of Mm -hmm. roles. So just the sole theatrical releases, maybe one or two are nominated and the majority are a dual between streaming and theatrical Mm -hmm. release, because that would be kind of, kind of trippy there. I loved, you know, being able, like I said, to watch those films at home, but I also think I would have enjoyed kind of going to the movie there. I remember during 2019, Oh what a year um <laughs> they I was doing I was going and seeing them in theaters, and I was really enjoying that um just especially for the experience of you know seeing it on the big screen so it's definitely different and it's eh, I would say a little bit uh i would I'd rate a little bit lower mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to streaming and theatrical release yeah
1: i I just had a thought i was I was curious like do you think that this could over all hurt like the movie theater industry? The, this mm-hmm. like simultaneous release do you think that the next generation of like movie viewers are just not going to really be interested in going to the movie theaters because they can just watch like 90 of the movies on the streaming platforms because
0: it comes out simultaneously i think there will always be moviegoers but at the same time i think it will slowly start to erode into kind of that that population so over time what mm-hmm. you'll see is a, a gradual decline in terms of uh, movie theater attendance, and all that means, I think, is that all the concessions are going to start skyrocketing in price because that's yeah. actually how they which make is, their which money. Which is
1: yeah, that's how movie theaters make their money, which will then start causing like basically the reverse, like de incentivize people to go out to the movies of concessions mm-hmm. prices go up, and like this is why I don't really think that this is a good idea for like a long term solution. I think short term, but like it was great because of COVID. Um, but you know now we're you know facing like this new kind of era of viewing movies, and like I don't want to I don't want movie theaters to go under. You Dude, know I've always I I, I, I want to be going to the movies you know, until I like, I'm a hundred, you know, like (laughs) years old, like I want to continuously go. I love going to the movies. It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. You know, I don't always get popcorn, but you know, sometimes I do for those big, for me, the big blockbuster movies. Um, and, uh, and then like, I just don't know if, I just feel like this is going to kind of slowly kill movie theaters. They were already kind of bleeding right before COVID. You know, definitely. movie theaters were definitely bleeding. You know, they people weren't going to the movies as much. Um, and I think that this is just kind of accelerating that that death.
0: It's a scary time, especially when you're thinking about kind of those theaters that aren't the big AMC. Exactly. or you know, all the kind of the larger ones. So those, you know, homegrown mom and pop kind of deals, like those are the ones that people really have memories with. Mm-hmm. um, Those are kind of going under, which you hate to see, especially I remember kind of maybe in the middle of the pandemic, you really started seeing movie theaters um going under. And, oh, that's no, that's tragic. It's, it is,
1: it's always tragic. And, like, I love, like, the small art house movies, theaters. Because that's where you see, like, Really good films that like AMC doesn't always play. You know, like AMC plays all like the bigger movies, sometimes like smaller movies, but they rarely play like art house films. You know? mm-hmm. Rarely, it's very rare for them to play like a movie like uh like Nomadland would be rare to see at something like an AMC, um, which is a shame. And like I'm, I think I don't think movies like Nomadland although yes it was on hulu but like i like going because of covid but going forward i would be i would be hard pressed to say that movies like that would have a
0: simultaneous like theatrical streaming release i hope directors get a say when it comes to that because i know that hbo max was a little different i think they made certain moves because of the pandemic and Mm -hmm that it, it couldn't go back so I know now they are having that kind of dual release but I hope hopefully moving forward if a director I don't know which director want... would want both you know like
1: it just surprises me like I I feel like Denis Villeneuve did not want a simultaneous release and yet it that's what's happening
0: you know I I know with Tenet uh, Christopher Nolan was like do not do I, don't, I think they actually were just solely a theatrical release if I'm not mistaken it
1: was during last summer which was like all covid and i'm like i can't like that movie like the reason i did not see that movie and still haven't seen it really because i don't care that much about nolan movies but um savage i know um but like the reason i didn't see it is because no movie theater was open in new york like not one uh, there was that was like the main reason no i'm, I'm still... hearing people in texas
0: like yeah covid doesn't exist down here so movie theaters are open I am going down this weekend, <laughs> chill, chill. <laughs> oh man, but no, see I like I I think that's it's hard like especially because I know there was almost a push for a sense of normalcy at that time. So it's mm-hmm. like let's just give the people something. I'm mean, like when Disney released, you know, Frozen 2 to stream before it was actually out on DVD, that was awesome for people, but then it's, you know, maybe we're starting to get back to this this normal place and so you saw Tenet come out mm-hmm. in theaters. I think they were kind of trying to help establish that and unfortunately given how far along we were with the pandemic that, uh, that definitely showed in the box office results there but do you ever so I've heard you know and you see in movies uh, of old just going to the movies for a dime or 25 cents (laughs) what do you think it also used to to be like an all-day
1: thing you know yes it used to be like all day like gone with the wind it's like a six-hour movie or something with like intermission like they don't make movies like that anymore man they really
0: should dude chitty chitty bang bang has an intermission i forgot about that
1: Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight did that because he was trying to recapture like old cinema with like an intermission Mm. and stuff like that, broken out in like acts. But I wish, I wish, I think movies would, I think it would be better. I, I think it's tough to tell a good story in like 90 minutes.
0: I hate one of my like pet peeves is when you rush character development. Mm-hmm. So you go from somebody, oh, I don't really like this person to one thing happens yeah. and they're like oh, we're cool. It's, and it's not, it not takes even a like, lot you know, of know. talent
1: to condense character development. It's mm-hmm. not something any everybody can do. Like even the most like talented Hollywood writers have a tough time condensing character development in something like 25 minutes or something. That that takes serious talent. But um,
0: like and while we're on that subject i just have to say if you ever want a textbook like play by play on how to do that just watch rick and morty what were you gonna say
1: (laughs) oh yeah the rick lent is mix-up episode especially is is, like probably the perfect example of you know character development telling five stories in 22 minutes and it's Mm -hmm. it's very well done um although i'd argue i mean not even like never mind but um (laughs) i was gonna say i'd argue we already kind of know like rick and morty's like shtick though but like it's like different versions of them but Mm -hmm. um what was i gonna say uh yeah so like i want movies to be like five six hours long have an intermission you know break it up again you know like you day i saw an article or an interview with jason momoa he was talking about dune because he's in it um and he was saying, like, yeah, Denis News. like, I want him to release the five, six-hour version of Dune Part 1, mind you. It is Part 1. It's not even Part, you know, 2. It's the first half of the book uh, is this movie that's coming out in October. Um, and And I'm like, yeah, he should. Like, <laughs> I want to see the five-hour version, like, the complete vision that he's had in adapting this book. Like, I want to see that. Why can't that just be the theatrical release? Slap mm. an intermission in there. The book was broken up into three parts. Oh, wow. Slap an intermission at part one. I'm assuming that the first half of the, like, part one of Dune is going to end after, right before part three starts. Because part three is the yeah. longest part. So I assume that's where Dune part one will end is after parts one and two. Why don't you just slap an intermission between part one and part two? And then you call on a day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You know, fifteen intermission, fifteen minute intermission. Let people, you know, do what they want. And you come back and you watch, you know, the second half of the movie. But in like the uh, three hours, you know, that's
0: mm. that's a uh, bring me back to those days. I wish I I wish I lived in those days. Oh, high key. And dude, I hear actually Tarantino is very much like he has massive kind of scripts and he cuts them down. And actually, he just came out with the Even once Paul Thomas Anderson knowledge. does that. PTA? Yeah, PTA does that. Dude, and then like so Tarantino's just coming out with the book adaptation of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Mm -hmm. and he's it's you know, includes so much more that he didn't get a chance to put into the actual film. But then it's he says there were just, you know, so much kinda got left on the cutting room Mm -hmm. floor. And yeah. there, he said, maybe one day he'll release the kind of full version. I think he said that, in like the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, Do
1: that, like I always like when they say like release the full version. Like, so you film the full version? Like, is that is that it? Like, <laughs> yeah. you filmed the seven hour version of the movie?
0: Then... like, I would love to see. Although, okay, shout out to Marlon Brando. He directed one film in his life. It's called One Eye Jacks. Great flick. Mm-hmm. But apparently, he he had a version of it. He submitted it to the, um, oh, my gosh, the production studio. And they're like, eh, we don't like this ending. They made a couple changes. And his version, which has been lost to time, was apparently incredible. And they, cha- like, they really? cut off the last, thing, 15 minutes or so. Oh, Just my 15 minutes. And uh, they changed the ending. So, dude, I wish I could have seen that thing. Same.
1: I, I remember PTA, like Paul Thomas Anderson was talking about how he had – a script for his next movie. It was six hundred pages.
0: Oh my gosh. That's six. a Harry Potter book.
1: <laughs> but it was like a movie, so that's like that's like a ten hour movie. Jeez. And like he's like, yeah, I gotta cut it down. I'm like yeah, a little bit. <laughs>
0: just, a little, just cut a little bit. Like imagine
1: imagine though. Like, you know, taking like a 600 minute Like basically movie 600 pages and be like Well I gotta cut this down To two hours mm-hmm. I have to cut out Eight
0: hours of my story You're cutting out more Than you're leaving in And dude you know There's probably <laughs> those scenes That are so incredible Yeah And you're like Please God Let me keep this in somehow <laughs> I know and Like you gotta cut it PTA and You gotta cut like, it
1: no. Gotta cut it That's, oh, that's like tough Like which is why I always think Cause when If you don't know when you're doing screenwriting one page is kind of said to be one minute mm-hmm. so like if you ever see like an hour and a half movie that script was 90 pages long if you see a two hour movie it's like 140 that's like that's a short and like if you ever see a screenplay it's like that's short you know Like, yes. which is why I always was like wow I feel like if I were to write a movie it would be like 600 pages of like an <laughs> actual screenplay and it'd be like my oh, god <laughs> oh <boy.
0: laughs> Start
1: crying. Yeah.
0: Take out a pair of scissors. Yeah.
1: All right. We're gonna cut out the entire second <laughs> half. This is not working anymore. Oh man. We're gonna end it in the middle of a sentence.
0: <laughs> dude, dude. Wait. Uh, have you finished Sopranos? Yet? No, I haven't finished it. All but right. I
1: know that's how Sopranos ends. It's in the middle oh, of a man. sentence.
0: Moral, more or less. More mm-hmm. or less. But uh, oh man. Also, yeah. yeah. Thanks for getting me on. That was my whole like july right there bud goodness gracious (laughs) i was going down so many rabbit holes with that show
1: dang well i'm glad i'm glad i got you on it now you got to watch the wire next
0: i know yeah my okay so my dad actually said that he wants to watch that with me but this man i cannot watch shows with him because we don't live together and he's so slow to watch i'm like just watch it on your own and we'll come nope so i end up having to take like a whole year for something i would have crushed in a month Mm -hmm. oh man it's tough it's tough out there yeah
1: but um circling back we just uh, went off a on? little tangent there. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, circling back to uh the movie theater kind of simultaneous releases to the streaming, do you think this was is kind of like do you think this happened because of COVID, like kind of accelerated because of COVID?
0: Mm.
1: Or or yeah, I guess my question is do you think this only happened because of COVID or COVID or was it Inevitable and COVID accelerated it.
0: I think it was inevitable and COVID accelerated it, especially looking at kind of the Netflix model in mm-hmm. terms of they were starting to get into that. And then everybody started coming out with kind of a streaming platform um, to get in on that kind mm-hmm. of action. And so I think that there would have been more of kind of a secondary mechanism for just um releasing content. But now because of COVID. You saw that, you know, we already, people are already in tune to that. You don't have to teach them anything or kind of get them to buy into it. They've already gotten the experience. So now they're able to just go with it. And you're seeing that in specifically, if you look at Marvel movies, they're not just going for the movies now. Now they're going through Disney Plus streaming like television shows that actually tie back into the cinematic universe. So I think that they're trying to find creative ways to really continue to explore this as a platform. And I think that just because people are hungry for content and because, you know there's that that love for some of those things they're already seeing on theaters like if they can kind of just do that within the comfort of their own homes they're gonna do it so here we are this is the day and age how about yourself what do you think
1: yeah i think it was a notable i think it was just kind of accelerated because of covid netflix as you said was doing it everybody and everybody who's anybody has their own streaming platform nowadays it's like basically uh ridiculous <laughs> how how many streaming platforms you have to kind of uh, be subscribed to to watch like a show um, or to watch all the shows it's mm-hmm. kind of daunting I don't even have a couple of them just because I'm like it's just
0: so many yeah at that point in time you're basically paying for cable
1: <laughs> yeah I know you basically are I kind of want to add it up and is it it's probably it actually probably is more expensive than cable because cable providers want people to sign up mm-hmm. so they're probably like offering sweet deals and like I feel like Netflix is like more than cable now, just alone. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. yeah, I'm paying for Disney Plus, Hulu, Amazon uh, Prime, Amazon Prime HBO, Max. HBO Max. We're
0: getting Peacock on premium. I actually don't do Peacock. I do pre- Peacock. I did the um like the free version specifically to watch the Olympics, and oh, really? I have the
1: NBC premium. app on my smart TV, and I can just I think because Brahman's like able to sign in somehow with like a cable provider <laughs> everybody
0: knows someone who has yeah. like an account so yeah. everybody's getting everything somehow and I also always there's always that one person in your family who's like the total leech who has all the accounts gives it out to like the passwords out to people. oh I, i'm <laughs> the one who gives
1: out accounts to my sisters They're they okay. leech off me yep, yep. i Even i i brother. am wh- i am the host and they are the parasite <laughs>
0: <laughs> beautiful analogy there yeah. but hopefully they, we love you guys uh, if you're listening yeah we love you guys but uh, pay me <laughs> dude honestly i mean it's it's not a lot but it is after so it long. adds up yes it, it does it adds up so one time my saying. uncle actually shot me a call he's like hey uh now your aunt and I are trying to get into the Hulu. I was like, that's weird. Cause I paid for that. I don't remember giving you guys the password. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, your it to us. I was like, all right, cool. The person who doesn't pay for it is just out here giving out. Oh no, yeah.
1: Password. You could take, you know, the guy, I, you know, my, you could take Jordan's, you know, I don't pay for it, but <laughs> <Nope>. he does. <laughs> <Nope>. Oh my God. <laughs> You'll <goodness>. never know.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> who do they call to troubleshoot? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh this is awkward.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I want like, <laughs> like, Eliza and Ali at least made, like, their own accounts on the, their platform, so, like, I know, but I wonder how many people they've given that out to and they just mm, use, Disney like, the their accounts on the, like, my Disney Plus account. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Saw, I saw on, I think it was, like, Instagram or something. I don't even know if I've mentioned this before, but um, somebody's, like, ex-girlfriend, I guess, had his account info. And so what she did was on Netflix, she changed her, like, icon to the gear icon, and she changed her name to settings. Mm -hmm. So he was just like, oh, like, settings, my name, cool. Meanwhile, that's her account, and she just goes in through that, and he just doesn't know. I was like, wow, that is uh, diabolical. It is diabolical, very diabolical. Oh, man. Uh, it's It's just a shame, but... See, that's what streaming does it brings out our primal side it does
1: you know and it's a, it's such a shame I mean, it is such a shame that this is where we're at in the, this day and age um but you know do you think you're going to continue to go to the movies palmer or do you think you're going to ever watch a movie on the streaming platforms
0: I I just love, like I love the movie going experience, man. I mm. think I'm always gonna try and do that. Maybe there will be like you know like a, make a even like a kids movie. I'd still want to kind of see in the theaters. Like maybe there'll be yeah. that one that I don't necessarily care too much about that I can sit through. Like, but and also I think it's good for those movies that I wouldn't have gone to see mm. in the first place. So I was like, all right, I'll just watch yeah. it. By I shoot. would have
1: loved to see Luca in theaters. Yes, I totally I agree. Would, have, would have. Totally would have loved to go see that movie. Uh, you know, I think I will continue to see as many movies as I possibly can in theaters just because, yeah, I like the movie going experience and because of COVID and we do everything from home now and I'm kind Mm -hmm. of like sick and tired of my home being like where I do everything. Like, I don't want it to be the place where I work, go and see a movie. Like, no, I want to actually go locations, (laughs) you know, (laughs) get out of the apartment. Like we're becoming the people in WALL-E. Slowly oh, but surely. Yeah. You know, we're just <laughs> no, becoming lazy humans because COVID has kind of accelerated this like rush to work from home and everybody's kinda of like okay with it. I'm I hate it. I I absolutely detest working from home. I wanna get back to my office. I wanna to go to the movies. I wanna I wanna be able to have like, you know, be able to go to different locations instead of kinda of being like sitting in this chair watching every movie, you know, under the sun, essentially.
0: Dude, I, I this past week, I actually am on a flag, like a, an adult intramural flag football team. Nice. And uh, we went to a bar after our game. I was like, dude, like, I missed. We were just playing flip cup with, like, one of the other yeah. teams. I was like, I missed this. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. this is crazy.
1: I know. It's it's crazy. And, you know, it's. Just, I thought we were getting there. Palmer. I thought we were getting there. and then too. You know, and then. Uh...
0: <laughs> and then Delta, and, and I heard Lambda today. and
1: Yeah, Lambda's kind of been around but it's not like that many cases of lambda it's mostly just delta and someone was talking about delta plus i'm like
0: what oh please stop with these these greek letters well that's how they're naming
1: them dude we're gonna go what's the what's the greek letter for g gamma gamma
0: alpha beta gamma delta epsilon maybe gamma gamma. if
1: we if we ever make it to the zeta variant of covid i think we're all just dead Zeta is actually not the last letter in the grid. Is original. it not? What is the Omega last letter? Is. Oh, really? Really? Yeah.
0: I just I I learned that not too long ago. But honestly, dude, if we do make it to Zeta, I think we're all dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's going to I think at that point it's just like, yeah, this thing just like mutates, absolutely just destroys your lungs, melts your brain. Now it's it's over. So, <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! I love how like we started streaming, and then uh, it became cool. <laughs> oh man! Actually, and you guys will appreciate there was the lost one of the lost episodes of the What You Got podcast was oh, yeah. on uh pod, uh pandemic life, so. Mm-hmm. so just us kind of rehashing it through the lens, through oh, the lens. Amazing. Yeah, indeed,
1: indeed. But <laughs> all right, is there um... any like last thoughts that you want to do for the uh? Theater versus, like, streaming service simultaneous release.
0: I just want to go back to normal life, so I can just go to movies at all times. <laughs> Me too. But, uh,
1: Me too, Palmer. You know what? And I think I'm gonna make it my mission to go see the Green 9 theaters. Yeah. I think that will definitely be a topic, uh, for our podcast. Maybe in a week or two. Who knows, guys? Okay. So, uh, you never know. Yeah. So, if you wanna. Join in on that conversation. You know, make sure you go see it. Actually, you know, I do want to ask our uh, listeners, what are your thoughts on this entire topic for um, the movie theater release simultaneously with the streaming service? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Indifferent to it? Let us know on Twitter or Instagram. We really do need to be better with our social media, <laughs> but
0: uh, hey, well, we're on there, people. You tweet us, we'll tweet yeah. you. We'll follow like us, that.
1: people. Follow us. Yeah, we'll 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 do posting. Trust me. And
0: and and you can follow us on Twitter at What You Got Cast. What to spell W H A T C H A, and on Instagram at What You Got Podcast. Whatcha spelled the same way.
1: Perfect. All right. Well. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. This has been the What You Got podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Bud. Joined with me, as always, is the wonderful Jordan Palmer. You can find, you can be sure to follow us wherever you're listening to your podcast. You can find a new episode every weekday, Monday evenings. And yeah, Jordan just told you the social media. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.